This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers surrounding the SJM universe with mentions of Dramione and the Mortal Instruments. For full list, please see show notes. Everybody and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the fantasy literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing book hangovers. The very real, very real thing that plagues almost all of us, book hangovers. <laughs> and while we discuss book hangovers, we will also very loosely be talking about uh, Reese's POV in Akamath by Illyrian Tremors. And I feel like that's a good way to kind of, I guess I guess a fun way to explain how we got to this point is um we're currently in Ho Fast Release Week when we're recording, but then when we were thinking about like what episodes we should have and when we we're like laying out our whole all some of the episodes, um what is going to be likely? So many people are reading Ho Fast. Probably a ton of people are going to have book hangovers for one reason or the other. And we thought this would be a fun episode to try to discuss um, just fan fiction in general and feeling cozy. And this felt like a safe place because it is a safe like Akamath in general is such a safe place for everybody and gives you all the warm, fuzzy feels. And um, and it's fan fiction. It's fan like who doesn't love going back to the places that we love and, you know, feeling home for a bit. And not to be that person, I guess, but and be that person, <laughs> be that person. Um, This is free, right? Like in the oversaturation, in the marketing, in the got to collect them all bonus world that we live in. As long as you're doing it legally, not like mm-hmm. buying book binding editions. Like that's also a whole thing. And we could talk about it more at the end of the episode. But, mm-hmm. you know, so many people in our community, it's like we're finding we want to find ways to like build the fandom and stay in the fandom and be a part of it. And fan fiction is 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 a contributing factor to that. And there's so many people with talent who who are just like, I just do this as a passion project. I just want to give back to the community in this in this place that I love so much. And I think you could also say that Fan fiction is the backbone of fandom because yeah. fan fiction is the place that you can go when you have a book hangover. That feeling of of like not being able to move on because like just what is a book hangover? Okay, here's here's my pitch to you. To you, how would you define a book hangover? I feel like a book hangover. Oh, there's so many different ways you can go. It's like you finish a book that you loved or didn't love. I've had book hangovers for genres because it was a book that turned me off from the genre for a very long time. Um, you also have book hangovers who that will, um, that make you not want to read because you're just so, um, 
captivated and immersed that you don't want to be anywhere else but that world. Um, and it's all consuming. And I feel like if you're in a fandom in general, it tends to, you know, if you've been following the podcast for a while, you know, we don't do anything <laughs> fast. We are, when we're in, we're all in. And, uh, fan fiction helps with the book hangover of not wanting to feel, um, just wanting to feel a part of it. How would you define it? I'm sure that there's like a formal definition somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's a formal definition somewhere. Don't look here for that. Uh, <laughs> I would say that to me, a book hangover is the reader's inability to move on. Just, You're just, just like, so eloquent. You said that so like that is exactly what it is. <laughs> Because I, I think, I think like stopping it right there is, is good because move on from what? From the good, from the bad, from the ugly, you know, from, from the heartbreak and from the joy, the, in, the inability to move on from the, and I think this is a big part of it from the feeling that you had when you were reading the story either good or bad. And I think that is is something that makes fan fiction very special because fan fiction can take you I mean I mean you can get specific, right? You can tag yourself, I mean, mm, you can, you can really uh, you know, if you know what you want, you can find it. And it is because of that I think that instead well, here's the thing. In a world of constant dnfing or the maybe i think better the constant question of is it okay to dnf because i know people have like a like mixed feelings about that again fan fiction can be the place that can pick you up in that uncertainty right like you can you can find a story through the identifiers to really um i don't know like Find the feeling that you had when you were reading because we're all chasing the high. And haven't we said that time and time again? It's like you're always looking for the high for the thing that you love most because how can it be better? And then you just unfortunately, sometimes you do get disappointed when it's not meeting up to the standards and the hope that you you had. But then you have fan fiction that could help alleviate that a bit. Exactly. It will catch us when we fall. And the fan fiction that caught us when we fell was uh, Reese's POV and Akamath by Illyrian Tremors. We're going to loosely talk about this. And it is it is really lovely because um, specifically this fan fiction started in 2017. Uh, Jess looked it up before Akamath or Akka War was released, right? Right. So Akamath came out in 2016. And then there's like five parts to Reese's POV. And the first part of it came out in February 2017. And then it wraps in April 2017. And then uh, War came out like first week of May 2017. So this is like very much a time capsule of what was going on then in the fandom, who was, you know, it definitely wasn't. I mean, Laura, you can, um, you could attest to this. The fandom then wasn't what it is now. So you're kind of grappling at anything to keep you in this world that you love so much. 
Yeah, you know, it was a different, I mean, it was a different time. You had to be there, right? Yeah, and socials were different then. Like, it, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it was just, I, I can only imagine. I even asked you, like, did fan accounts exist? And you were like, Etsy. Like, yeah. Etsy and Tumblr went hard then. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. There is something to be said for cozy reads and I think specifically like cozy fantasy and that genre is on a rise. I, I do believe. So to me, this fan fiction specifically Reese's POV um, by Illyrian Tremors for Akabeth is cozy fan fiction because this is a very familiar place. I am dipping my toes in waters that I could swim blindfolded, right? And I also am familiar, like I know all the beats of this story. And I also kind of know generally like what Reese is thinking, Hmm. more or less. So reading this, you're just like, oh yeah, no, of course, of course, of course. And I feel like it also, like when you read the like the traditionally published Akamath, and you get to, and you read chapters fifty four and fifty five, and then you reread Akamath all over again. A lot of the thoughts are like, "Oh yeah, this makes sense. This this is absolutely what's happening. What he's thinking. What he's worried about." Well, yeah, and and also the exact opposite of that too, because we are all like, as we are recording this. I mean, obviously, but like we're all up to date on Sarah's stuff on all things. So the things that are I'm not going to say incorrect because I'm not I'm not going to say that. Things that are different here in the characterization of these people that we know so well and the things that they're kind of doing and the lingering kind of like looks and things that we know are not a thing later on. That kind of stuff that is so glaringly like different and like wildly kind of off base doesn't take me out of the story so much though because I'm I'm going here for a re- for a reason. Yeah. Like I I'm choosing this specific time period of fan fiction this moment for a reason. And and I think that's really special. And one more thing before we like really kind of um touch briefly on this fan fiction. I do remember saying that I actually no. I know for a fact that I said <laughs> um that I'm not a fan of a what is it? The last one. A core of no Akasif? Yeah, so Silver no, Flames? No, no. Frost and Starlight. Frost and Starlight. I am not a fan of Frost and Starlight. And I have said it reads like fan fiction. It does. It does. And I will tell you why. Because it is a cozy holiday story where everybody is in their feelings, talking about love and, and like, you know, the future. It's the Akatar Hallmark special. Like that. It, it is. It like, is. It, and, and not in a, because, and not, and I and don't. Not s- in, in a, a bad way. And I feel like people think when you say like, oh, this reads like fan fiction. Have you read fan fictions out there? There are some amazing, credible authors. And I'm like, what? It's a shame they can't get paid because I would throw money at them. They're so, so good. But you need the coziness. I mean, even when I went through Akawar, I was like, I don't know if I can do Akafast right now. And you go, you're going to need it. 
You're going to need it. I was fortunate enough that I read it when all four books were out at the same time. But it's I, I feel like people say it as an insult. But like you said, there's I guess the wrong people say it as an insult is the correct verbiage when you compare things to fan fiction and saying you read fan fiction. And I think when you said that there's a rise of it, there's also a rise of ownership. And I think this coincides with the whole since COVID 2020, everybody started to learn to embrace the stuff that they loved as a kid, or they might have been scared or worried about what other people think. So they might have avoided things that they really had an interest in. And everyone now it's we're recording this. It's 2024. We're saying fuck it. Like, I'm curious. Let me do it. Let me enjoy it. And people are taking ownership and finding out like, wait, we've been missing out this whole time. Yes, absolutely. Yes to everything that you're saying. And also, I think that I mean, we can have this conversation now. And also, I think that the access Right. Like more people have access to fan fiction. Yeah. It, it is like readily available. It's out there. It's free. Like, you know, you can find one that you really, really love and people are proud about it and they're talking about it and more people are exploring. And I think that, too, is is really part of it because it's something that you only have to spend your time on, hmm. not your money. And you recently told me through the AO3 app, there's an audio accessibility. Had no idea. Yes, yes. Uh, text to speech, and there are so many, so many like voice options. And like, yeah, it's not going to sound like Elizabeth Evans, fantastic narrator. Thank you, thank you for all your hard work. Um, but. It's it's going to do the job, right? It's going to do the job. So I, thank you for bringing that up, Jess, was able to read this fan fiction through the text-to-speech feature on the AO3 app, which, again, free, glorious, amazing. We love the accessibility. We love it. And even if you're worried about, um, like, you can download it through the website. You can transfer it either into like one of your reading apps. If you're worried about, I know I'm like, oh, but I want to get my, you know, my Kindle credit um, that I read that day. Like it just, you just download it into your app. It's really nice. And these are not ads, by the way. Yeah. Oh my God. No, never ads, not sponsored. Oh my goodness. Uh, speaking of not sponsored, let's talk about this book, this wonderful fan fiction, because we are not sponsored to talk about this. Um <laughs> How many parts? You said five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. I'm curious. And maybe it's some, if somebody has the answer, the, the parts numerically number threw me off initially because it goes like Akamath part one, part 2.1, point, part 2.2, part 2.3, part 3.1. Like just for somebody who likes to like download all of that stuff, it really threw me off initially. And that's like the smallest of it. Yeah, I was like, wait. And then especially if you're you're like, wait, did I miss a part? Am I missing 2.4? If you're thinking about point, you know, point decimals, you're going up to 2.9 before you get to three. It just really threw me off. That's probably my only criticism. (laughs) Well, and that's totally fair, too. You know, it's just it's just one of those things. So, again, free, available, all of it. I think the best way to talk about this, Jess, is to I want to ask you what were your top three moments in Akamath that you wanted from Reese's perspective? Oh, top three. I feel like 
All right, five then. No, no, I'm fine with three. I was just thinking, I'm like, I loved the, like, you know, when they meet in the townhouse for the first time, well, not even just meeting, it's just Cass and Asriel banging on the door. I love Feyre just being upstairs and knowing that they were like what they were talking about downstairs. I wouldn't say like that's a top moment, um, but I just loved seeing them behind the scenes. I mean, like, well, this is what we're talking about. This is what we have to be concerned with. You have Azrael and Cassian who don't really know what's going on just yet, but no, they were like, does she have does she have powers? Should we be concerned? Do we need to look for the Sentinels? Um, you know, and I loved see. I loved more behind the scenes because I think it's all it's. It's the more that we've we know, but also the fans have created through like different social platforms. I thought that was really fun. Um, and I and I, as much as chapter 54 is like in the traditionally read, like one of my favorite chapters of all time, I feel like it wasn't here because we already knew it. I think that's what it was. Um, and it, it was just refreshing to, to it just some of the some of the scenes that we liked like the the throne scene in the hewn city that was really fun because again it was just like validating of stuff that we already knew um i'm trying to think what about you the okay so i i have a few i have a few but the thing that i was most excited to read about was something that happened so early and i just wanted to know what reese was doing before he winnowed to the wedding. Oh, when they were like trudging along, like going after the Illyrian, like the rebels that like disbanded or whatever. Yeah. So like, what what is he doing? Like, we know he winnows to more and he has his whole like, she's my mate, she's my mate. But then he has like three months, yeah. right? And then he just like shows up. And I wanted to know, like, what's he been doing? Like, you know, how's he feeling? How's everybody, you know, dealing with all of his shit? Not well. Not it, well. Not well. Not well. You know? And, and, and Cassian, like, and you get the little, like, Cassian's, like, what he was doing that day, too. The You know, like, Moore was hanging out with him all day, trying to distract him. Cassian's like, ready to go to the bar, y'all. Don't know why, but let's let's go rage at Rita's. And then he hears he hears Feyre, but it's like he's depressed. And then he continues to be depressed um, after, you know, she keeps going back. And I, I like that. I feel like we didn't get this in Akamath when he's self-reflective of if I'm so concerned and worried about her and her health and being depressed, is this how my family feels about me all the time? Yeah, I I did really like that like a good male reese is just fretting the whole time like the whole time he he's just like but also he he and this is actually one of my again and this is a very small moment in this fan fiction that i really loved and it's right here in the beginning uh reese and farah farah's like woken up from a, one of her nightmares and she's like throwing up in the bathroom right and reese like wakes up with her and they're the whole it's like a parallel and you could like see it like he'd be on top she'd be at the bottom they're like both walking mm-hmm. to the bathroom and then like she's getting sick and like he's like leaning against the thing and then they're walking back both of them at the same time i just thought that was really beautiful and and a really simple quiet moment um shared between the two of them but like she doesn't even know she doesn't know <sighs> And 
she won't know about that until way later because this fan fiction covers up to chapter, I think, 56. 56. It doesn't even go into Highburn, which I was surprised because I was thinking, it, like, even, again, even though we knew, it, like, you know, in Akamath, where she's, like, mind-speaking with Reese and she's like, let's play together one more time. Like, that was what I was also looking forward to was that moment um, to, like, get his side and, like, his freak out. Even though we knew it in a way, you could only – I feel like you, you could only assume how it was going to go. I thought that would have been fun because when you're reading that moment in Akamath, at least for me, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's saying goodbye. <laughs> uh, what, what other moment did you have here that you were really looking forward to? Oh, um, I think that was like the big, of course, it's the one that we don't have a chapter on. So that was like, really, sure. what about you? It was, it, again, it was just like little things. I, I wanted Reese's inner thoughts when Feyre threw the shoe at him. I wanted to know, like, what is he thinking? You know, what is more thinking? She only hurt, you know, she's only there for a little bit. Like, what is she thinking? Because she knows everything. I wanted. I really liked more. Yeah, she was really well written here. She's very fun and her like sunshine. You know, it's just like her stuff with Azriel that we know is like different. But again, like you can almost take this as like an AU and go that way if you wanted to. Um but this again is just really lovely. Um all of the more stuff. Yeah. All of the more stuff is really good. Because you feel like her character is it's her character more fleshed out than what we've gotten. And I think more queenly. Specifically more queenly, where Reese is like, no, she's a queen. Like, she looks like a queen. Like, she's doing the actual paperwork of ruling, you know? Yeah. Like, she has to do all of that stuff. There's stuff that she's even doing in the Hewn City where he's like, it would be really nice, but I decide. And she's still like, you're the one who sent me away. I'm happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Tell, you know, call me right up. I literally just have to go upstairs. Oh, I wanted all of Reese's perspective when they go and meet Nesta and Elaine for the first time. I needed that. And I was not disappointed. I thought I missed it. Honestly, I thought I was like, did I skip one of the parts? (laughs) Yeah, I, I was not disappointed. I thought it was so much fun because I still have. Here's the thing. And I think the the beautiful thing about uh, dipping back into a familiar story like this is that I can still feel that rage for that like Nesta has, right? That like that like fire that she has. And, and when Reese is like, I'm so angry, like they let you go into the woods by yourself. You were a child. Like like why did like why? You know, and you can still feel that. Like, yeah, wait, no, yeah. Wait, let's talk about that. You know, like, and this is, and I think, I I know, I know. And this is like not shitting on Nesta at all. No, no. This is a time and a place. Exactly. This is a very, and there are people that I, I totally get that they love Nesta right off the bat. I think everybody could admit, like, people are very um, protective. <gasps> yeah, Absolutely. That's the perfect word. They're very protective of Nesta. And they either absolutely embrace her when they first meet her in Akatar, or they're like, who is this? And I love like the different things on socials where people will be like, it's a canon event. People who either love or hate Nesta were either the eldest daughter or the only eldest daughter, like the only daughter. So like, you just, you gotta let it 
you got to let it cook, clearly. <laughs> but at this point in time, like, there's only one Nesta that we know. And it was what we knew from canon. Yeah. And, and it was just so great, too, to see Reese's perspective on Cassian and Nesta. Because it's like, oh, oh. And, and he's like, huh. Well, I don't really want to be in the same room as y'all. Well, which which is so funny because again, time capsule. This is you know 2017. This is before we have uh, wings and ember. This is before we have Akasif. This is before we get all of the incredible lines that Cassian says to Nesta. This is get, is before the you know we'll, our souls will become you know we'll meet again in another world. This is before the I nearly fell to my knees in your human form i was like he's like in, in your human form i was fucking dead and reese is like called it yeah reese is just sitting at that table right and it's the favorite like i don't really want to be in this room i want to be away from these two which is again very fun because we have we get that perspective here uh, we get him uh, we get Reese just like riddled in self-doubt. I can't count the, how many times he says like, she hates me. Like she will never love me. Like she does not want to be anywhere near me. And more is like, you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> you're the only one you. who can't see it. That's what that, she's like. Yep. You're an idiot. Like you're the only, like literally everybody is looking. Everybody is yep. looking. Oh, I wanted all of, I wanted and got, obviously, uh, all of the <laughs> summer court, all of the summer court. It was so, that was great. That was so great. Just to see him fretting over her and Tarquin the whole time was adorable. Adorable. And I also liked how he, he how Reese admitted, like, I'm just like dumb and like deeply out of shape. Because he, like, knocked out the guards and he didn't wipe their minds. And he's just like, oh, my God, I just got, like, so wrapped up into everything. And then when, and then when Cass and Az are teasing him about being so out of shape and, like, Cass uh, trains with him after, like, hours or whatever to get back into shape. Like, that's a door. All of that stuff. All that behind-the-scenes stuff. Which... It's so funny because, again, we're up to date with all of our SJM books. It's funny to see some of the the theories. And I get it. They're theories for a reason. We still don't have Akatar 6, but at the time of this recording, um, that pe- there were theories were like, oh, if if uh, Reese has mind control powers, why did he make a whole ruckus in knocking everybody out um, and be so physically exhausted? And meanwhile, you read this because you know, he was he, he was he was. Act first, ah. not even thinking. He was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> he was just like in a, in a like, bah. It, it's he just, was, it, he was, he was not thinking as a high lord. No. He was just like, like you said, ah. <laughs> yeah, just ah. It, it's, it was so fun. It was just so fun. And I, and also I really liked all of these behind the scenes moments of, you know, Reese going to talk to the priestesses after the attack and listening to everything. Um, that was happening there and then like flying around just Reese's love of flying and, and the freedom and the way that Reese realizes that his mental health is really shitty and the way that he's trying to pull Feyre out of it like his family is also trying to pull him out of it and he can't be with Feyre unless he himself is also healed. And he's also like, it's that he still doesn't feel worthy of her. Yes. He still doesn't feel worthy of her. And it's also that 
just as you say so many times so eloquently and consistency is key here, you can be a whole person by yourself. And you have to love yourself before you can love another person. And I think that's really reiterated here and is a really beautiful journey that Reese goes on because he um, really struggles. And and we know like in canon that he struggles with like uh, Amaranthus whore and his self-worth. But we have more of that here. And we have his nightmares. His nightmares. Oh, because there were times where I was like, I know that there was one specific scene where I reread it and it was italicized. And I thought he was seeing Feyre. Like she didn't put the gates, like, you know, the shields up. So he was seeing Feyre. And then I reread it. I was like, oh, he's having nightmares with Am- Amarantha. I thought it was like dreams, uh, like f- what Feyre was doing in that moment with Tamlin. And I was like, oh, this poor man. And I pe- feel like people always forget about like the abuse that he went through too. Well, Jess, that's a really great part uh, to bring up because... There are, again, people that really hate Reese, obviously, and that is kind of brought up here where Feyre is like, don't talk to me about what you did to me under the mountain. And that just like rings in Reese's head, like through most of uh, of this work. And he's just like, oh, my God. And she's like, don't talk to me about what you did to me under the mountain. And he's like, oh, my God, everything that I'm doing, like uh, these clothes that I'm giving her are, are it's just it's just the same thing. It's just in a different place. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And like, even when he does it in the Hewn City, when she, he goes like, he's watching her watch the crowd. And he's like, is she thinking like, this is, this is, you know, under the mountain was replicated of from the Hewn City. So he's like, is she having flashbacks? Oh my God. If she's coming with me, am I making her this, this weapon? Cause what's one of the lines that Farah says? She goes, weapon or pawn. Are you going to use me as like a weapon or pawn? And he's like, Oh, like, doesn't matter. She's like, it just comes down to like who wields it. Like, does it really matter? And that's like, damn, she's right. Like, and, and then he's concerned about her being a part of that because he doesn't want her to be thinking these things about herself either. Oh, another moment that I was just like, so I was like tickled pink about was after the blood rubies are delivered <laughs> and Reese is drinking on the roof. He's a little broody. Yeah, and he's brooding. And, like, Feyre comes up there, and she's trying to, like, pull him out of it or whatever. And it's, like, kind of working, but, like, not really working. And they're flirting a little bit. And then As shows up, and Feyre, like, skitters away. And Reese is like, whoa, 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 hang on, As. Hang on, As. I got to do something. And then he sends her that, like, horny vision (laughs) of the lingerie shop, and she, like, runs into a pole or something. And I love that, because Reese is just like, As, I don't care what you got going on right now. I know it's important. Hang on, I gotta send a vision to my girl. He know, and you know, it's it's. I love. I really. I was gonna say something that was ho fast related, and I don't want to. <laughs> Never mind. What I will say is, in no universe would I run away from As. So, and like Feyre, like runs away. She's like, oh my gosh, like As is there. I'd be like, hello, Azriel. I love you. <laughs> Take me away. Take me away from this place. I and also again because this is Reese's POV. I love the. Um, the brotherhood situation that we have, we really get the bros and the bros is nice because also the way that the author has written this, we don't get, we don't get like additional lore, right? We're not getting like as having all of this like stuff, you know, all of this like backstory. The author very like intentionally is staying 
within a time, within a place, you had to be there. Like, this is the information that we had. This is all you're getting. So uh, as a little bit more mysterious here, I say more mysterious because like we know more about him. You know, like we're, we're all caught up. We know. And we know more about more. So yeah, we know more about everything. So like it, it, it is just, it's fun to be back in the mystery of these people and to be like, well, we really don't know. And, uh, and like Pharaoh, like learning this backstory of like how as like got his, how'd you get these scars? Uh, you know, how, you know, all of this stuff. It is just, it's fun. And it's, it's, it's chasing the high in, in a way that feels safe. We're, and this is like a general random like a fandom question and i don't know if you would be familiar with it you know how now with everything that we know and you have gwen real fans you have l real fans hell you have like bry real fans you have you have eris and asriel like there there's we have them all we have them all and they can be volatile sometimes. Not everybody knows how to have a respectful conversation and how to defend the the ship that they love. Did ship and I know ship wars existed, but did ship wars exist at this point in time when it came to Azrael or any or anything in Akatar? Good question. No, not okay. Speaking from my experience okay. at this point, no. The focus was recent Vera and as was just this like he's up for grabs you know like and this was a point also that the only thing that existed kingdom of ash wasn't out yet so the only thing that existed was throne of glass and then akatar and akatar and akatar was kind of seen as a um oh here's another series by this fantasy author that i really really like the crossovers weren't there yet Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I like it. Like it could, it could be anything. And I think that is also, um, something else is like, uh, going back to this time capsule is like stewing in the potential, mm. right? Like you, you know, this is all unrealized potential here. This is the seeds and the groundwork. Well, and then we know, we know to be fact that Sarah has since come out and said, like, she thought ne- she was going to be pairing Nesta with Lucian. She thought that, that was good. That's why there were flames on the drawer and it wasn't working. And even re- as recently as her um, her January interview on the Today Show, she goes, sometimes I have an idea of like these cu- this couple or these people are going to kiss or this is going to happen. And then I they, they go through the motions and I'm like, this isn't going to work. And then I got to veer right or another character comes in. So this is that point in time, too. I think also you bring up a really fantastic point. And Jess, you and I have spoken to authors on other episodes of the podcast about this. Is it easier? And this is more just a general writing question. Is it easier to write when you have certain beats that you have to hit? So in like this story, which is like Reese's POV of Akamath up to uh, chapter 56, you have to hit all of the main plot points. There's like nothing around that. Um, But inside of that, you have the freedom to create. And I would wonder 
if writing in a fandom space like this makes it more or less difficult. Was there something that you weren't looking forward to? Yes. Oh, great question. I was not looking forward to The Spice just because I have been uh, reading just a lot of Spice recently and I'm just not in the mood for it. I want something like purely political, which is like my own shit right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was not looking forward to The Spice because I do feel like um, that... You know, chapter 55 is really important for Feyre, and I like being in Feyre's headspace for that. And I Mm -hmm. think Reese's headspace, while very important, I was expecting it to be like, and it wasn't. It was very nicely done. It it wasn't like gratuitous. It didn't take away from anything. It was very lovely, and it did stay focused on the bond and Feyre instead of juices. Well, <laughs> well, and even the follow-up to that with f- 55, so 56, when they, like, go back to, like, the gang's all back together, the mating bond has secured, and Reese is just, like, laughing in his head because he goes, the only person who could really, like, handle what I can throw at him is Cassian, and Cassian fucking bet me, and... He- he was waiting until we were mated, and here we are. Even though they only had, a, obviously, we know at the timeline, they only have a couple days till they see the witches. Um, but it was just, again, it's the relationships that we all love and we just like to assume and create in our cosplays and all like, oh, this is what would be happening, you know, behind the scenes or what they're thinking. Um, I love that. Like, because I feel like people go either way with chapter 55. Yeah. Well, I, people go either way with Reese, you know, and that that is something that I, I that I don't understand because I like him so much. However, I have struggled with other love interests in the Sergei Mass multiverse, <laughs> and so I understand. <sighs> I un, I understand what it's like to like the story and not love the love interest. I understand that feeling. That's that's such impertinent right now. It is. Um, it is. So, yeah. so what it has done is given me a little bit of empathy for people that don't like Reese. I'm not saying you're right because you're not. <laughs> you're every word is it like you're entitled to your wrong opinions, but <laughs> you're entitled to your wrong opinion. But I do respect you for it. That being said, it would be interesting um, to hear, again, we're caught up. We're caught up with everything. The same people who don't like Reese and his morally grayness, and even though we're like he had a, there was a reason for everything. What are those opinions on Lydia Servos? Because mm. she's my bitch, too. <laughs> I love her. Oh, you know what the argument? I mean, the argument. There's going to be an argument. There, I already, I already know. I, but that's all right. that's all for another episode. I know exactly <laughs> what that argument is. There's two of them, and it paints everything differently, doesn't it? So mm. here's the thing, though. When it comes to cozy reads, when it comes to book hangovers, when it comes to not being able to move on. There's, Jess, you're talking about arguments and discussions to be had. What happens then when canon surpasses you 
and you are stuck in a time and a place. Are you allowed to hate where canon goes because you're stuck in a time and a place? That's always the question that I have. I know you've you've brought it up a few times. You've had like different episodes and even like loosely talking about canon and fan fiction. And can you get mad at the author? Like you said, you this is their world. We just took another spin on it. Yeah. And yeah, we just took another spin on it. And is it okay to to not I mean I get I'm answering my own question. Like, yeah, of course it's okay to like not continue a series and like stay where you want to stay. But then I think you have to understand that the fandom will move on. So you can't get angry. You know, you know what I mean? Like it, that's kind mm-hmm. of a sticky situation to have. And another unsticky situation because mm-hmm. there's no stickiness to be had is the binding of fan fiction. Oh, yeah, which if you're doing it for yourself or as a gift, I mean, if I had the patience and the dexterity to sew those binding that that would probably be the only like this took me all year but here's your holiday gifts, you know? Like that's what that's what I would do. Um but the people who are selling them, like that's illegal. That's how we get in trouble for fan fiction to the point where we won't even have access to it because of the copyright issues. Um, the whole purpose of fan, uh, fandoms and really fan fiction, um, you know, in a way, like fan fiction was there before socials in a way, like in the loosest sense of the term. Like when these sites were available, that's when people had access to them. Before before Tumblr, before all these socials, like before you knew how to share, it was just reading on a HTML website. So the community has always the community has always been there, um, but the binding of it all. Do you think? I, I feel like I'm answering my own question. One, people are obviously making money, but do you think that you, people are purchasing these because it feels like there's some sort of race on social media? Like, well, I have this and I have this. And, you know, it's like when you have your book collections, everybody says like, oh, here's like my trophy. Well, what happens if you do audio? We've talked about this in our traditional versus audio reading for like ableism, like your grandma she couldn't like she had to listen to audio she lost her sight over time my aunt she doesn't do traditional books anymore because her sight is going so she's needing um to look at her phone or her ipad because you can increase the size so she can read it not because she doesn't want she would love a book but she's like i won't be able to even enjoy it if i can't see it so where do you think like is that what it is everyone's like look what i got I, th- I think for it's, the purchase, the reason for yeah. purchasing specifically, not yeah. creating it. I, th- I think it's twofold. I think it's the overconsumerism, the marketing. I say marketing. There isn't. It's just like the pressure. I say the, hmm. the like the pressure, the social media consumption. Yeah, and all that. yeah. The the social media of it. So I think that's part of it. Like people just want, right? It's like the want, yeah. and. I think the second side of that is there's a huge influx, thanks to social media, of new readers that don't know that there are That's rules about about fan fiction. You know, because yeah. like, why? Here's the, here's the thing: if, if you're like ten, 
and you, you you're starting, right? And you, how would you 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 would have to like you have to find that out, right? Or you would have to do yeah. research, or someone would have to tell you. And I think that's another part of it is like the community doing the due diligence of being like, hey, 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 respectfully, no. And then, mm-hmm. and then that person having the same amount of respect to being like, oh, I didn't know. You're right. Right. And, and that, that's a two part. Yeah. Cause even the binders from some of the things that I've seen on social media, they've said like, happy to share you, share my typeset with you. Like this is, you know, cause everybody has like a different way that they want to go or how they re- read or how they want to create. But the, a lot of them are starting to take it down because of the legality, because people aren't necessarily being respectful. I mean, even when we talked in our um, interview with the vampire episode, we loosely touched on fan fiction there too with uh, Anne Rice not being a supporter of it. And I remember hearing it loosely, but it wasn't until that episode where we were like, here's X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And, you know, Anne Rice is like the OG of the fan fiction fanficators situation. Um, thankfully, that is not the case anymore. But yeah, it is just something that I think needs to be. It's all about tone, right? Yeah. You know, bees with honey, all that stuff. And I think the way that people kind of scream at other people, being like, "No, ah," is is just not beneficial to people that just genuinely didn't know yeah but then of course there's that whole other side of like people are awful and will scam you out of anything so like there's everything everything is like twofold i think um but i do think that the community has to do its due diligence to stand up and and be like hey no and then if if that person doesn't respond in a respectful way to kind of be like hey no uh, as as a community, but you know, wishful thinking, maybe, maybe you know, who can say? It's like you. It's like this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, this is why we can't <laughs> have nice things. Uh, however, 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 um, cozy fantasy in the face of a book hangover is something that we do have, and there is so much of it on the fan fiction sites. Do you have a preferred cozy read that you always like? Is there one that you always go back to or like either a specific I'll say book because I consider them books. I think a lot of us consider them books. Some of them are longer than books Um, or I mean, I know your preferred genre, but is or is there just like a go to like I always go to this specific one because it gets me, you know, palate cleanser or whatever have you cozy. I'm ha- I, I'm doing a wild palate cleanser right now, Justin. You already know about it, so this will not come as a surprise to you. I am rereading the Mortal Instruments. Mm. I'm rereading the Mortal Instruments. I'm in City of Glass number three right now, and oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it is again so lovely to dip your toes into a world that you are so familiar with, and it is so good to soothe a book hangover because again a book hangover is just like the reader's inability to move on you know good or bad and it is such a real thing that i think you know women can't like anything so i think that the concept of a book hangover outside of the like niche book community is kind of like really like what 
<laughs> okay. You know, we're not going to get into men in sports, but it's, it's just something that is special. And an author having the ability to give you a book hangover, good or bad, is something that I could never do, right? I don't have that skill. <laughs> like, I couldn't do that. That's why I'm saying, like, good or bad. Like, a book hangover is, is just, like, you being affected by something. And I think that the ability to be affected by the written word is something that we should treasure, especially in the time of AI and I am yes, and I am yes, so grateful for all of the fan fiction writers that continue to you know write the good write and and do what they're doing because it's hard. I couldn't do it, and you provide these time capsules of places for people to go back to, and it's important and something that I don't think is recognized. So thank you, authors, for all you do. Thank you. And it is, it's the art, it's the talent, it's the tone. I feel like in, in, in extending the worlds that we love too, because even if we, I mean, we've only loosely touched on Dramione, um, how every book we've read so far, it's, you know, you, you've introduced me to, I should say, um, I'm like, oh, this would totally happen. And then I read another one. I was like, but this one would happen too. Uh, it's, it's it's lovely and we could only be grateful that um the authors are taking their time to give us what we want for no other reason it's absolutely altruistic in my opinion because i don't think anybody goes into writing fanfic uh sarah herself included she started her like throne of glass was a fanfic it was a disney retelling um for Throne of Glass, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, a way to get your experience to get, improve your writing style or just like have an outlet. I don't think a lot of people go into fan fiction thinking this is going to be published. And so we thank you for that. That being said, um, please feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura might have changed it right now. <laughs> at the time of this recording, we will say, Due to technical difficulties, it is currently Laura Akafe. We're hoping that she's hoping that'll change in the next 30 days. We'll see. We'll, we'll do updates in our show notes. Um, but, I got tired of it being in German. Yeah. So <laughs> she had her German number connected. Um, so she started from scratch. So definitely follow her over at TikTok. And um, I'm also on TikTok too, Akafe Jessica. We will talk to y'all later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.